When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. It's Russ from My Hammers 11. Hope you're safe and well. Today's guest is a man that you probably won't recognize his face. Sorry, Ian. Um, but you hopefully will recognize his voice, particularly if you... Uh, um, do you remember when we had live sport? Um, yeah, Ian did because he was commentating for uh, Sky Sports Premier League and also more notably the Scottish Premier League. But also if you were around Upton Park in sort of the, the mid to late 80s, he was the stadium announcer for three and a half years from uh, 1986, I believe. It's Mr Ian Crocker. Hi, Ian. How are you? Hi there, mate. How are you? Very well, thank you. And I hear you're in Scotland, so you're not too bad place to be in isolation. No, it's been, uh, it's been sunshine all the way for a change up here, so uh, not a bad place to be in. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you for taking the time. What we're doing is we're interviewing lots of, lots of fans across the world, um, lots of different age groups as well, and finding out about their stories, but also the type of players that were, were important to them or had a significance to them. So what we do is, with all guests, is we find out a bit more about their sort of West Ham journey, so to speak. So for you, Ian, you know, what, what was your? What would be your sort of your, your earliest memory of, of West Ham? Well, I was brought up in Weymouth in Dorset, seaside resort where a lot of people go on holiday, and yep. um, supported the local team, Weymouth, who were non-league. And around 1974, when I was nine, I thought it's about time I supported a professional club. So I had a look around, and I saw West Ham. I think they beat Leicester six-two and Burnley five-three in the space of a couple of games. I thought, well, they look quite a good uh, team to follow. And, and more importantly, uh, when you're nine years old, these things matter. They had the same colours as Weymouth. Weymouth, or, yeah, I was about to say, yeah. Terracotta and blue, but same thing, really. So I thought, same colours, got to be done. Um, and of course, that was the season they went on to win the FA Cup in 1975. Won it again in 1980. So it was all going well in the early part of the <laughs> <laughs> What a great time. It was a perfect timing. <laughs> Absolutely perfect yeah, timing. <laughs> so that was your earliest one. Well, obviously, you, you've, you've done a lot in football and, and comment and done the announcing at West Ham. What would you say is your sort of most fondest memory of West Ham? Um, I think you'd, you'd go, I'd go back to my childhood. And, and I mean, 1975 was good, but I was only, I'd only just started following West Ham then. The 1980 Cup final when nobody really gave us a chance against Arsenal. Mm. And most of my school pals at the time seemed to be Arsenal fans. So um, for me, when Trevor Brooking scored that winner and uh, when we won the FA Cup that year, 
that was fantastic. So I always hark back to me, me, me schoolboy days for, for that one. Uh, over the years, watching them, commentating on them and working at the club, there's been so many memories. It's hard to, to pick mm. out, you know, one in particular. But uh, winning the playoff final when I got to commentate on that was, was pretty good going. Although, of course, I was completely unbiased on the day. <laughs> Of course, of course. And obviously, when you were at Capital, you worked with um, Mr. Bobby Moore, the late, great Bobby Moore. Um, Bobby Moore yeah. Um, yes. What a guy. Such a humble guy. You'd never guess he was the man who lifted the World Cup for England. And um, yeah, I worked uh, on quite a few games with Bobby, and he was always ringing the office during the week asking how everyone was. It's always about other people rather than Bob himself. My favourite story there is we did a game at West Brom. I think it was an FA Cup tie. And he drove me up and he said, listen, I'll park up. You go and get the press passes. So I went to the media entrance at the Hawthorns and uh, I said, you know, from Capital Radio, said uh, Ian Crocker and Bobby Moore. And the guy, without even thinking, went, which, which one are you, Bobby Moore? <laughs> oh, uh, God. Uh, but I'll take that. Yeah, yeah exactly. But yeah, <laughs> lots of happy memories about Bobby taken yeah. far Far too early. Yeah, of course. No, exactly. Well, that's thanks. I mean, it's really nice to, to hear those memories. And, and as you said, it's it's lovely to think back at, particularly now when we haven't got any live sport, and to think back at uh, days gone by. And that, that's the whole point of this channel. And that's why everyone sort of is, is, is really is really hot on it. And they've got lots of nice guests coming up as well as yourself taking the time. Now, in terms of what we're going to be doing, um, finding out about your hammers 11 there's a few rules we have to abide by because i like to sort yeah. of try and try and put some parameters one is it's a 442 formation although i have been lenient as long as you don't put uh, you know paolo or tony cotti in goal i think i will allow okay. it um and the second one is it's your 11 so it's your favorite players it doesn't have to be the best players it might be the worst players it might be the french based players it's up to you in terms of what you want to talk about and lastly is you have to be alive to have seen him play so obviously you worked with bobby but unfortunately you weren't alive necessarily to watch him play so he doesn't qualify but um gary breenwood for example. <laughs> yeah, there's been a few over the years. Interesting exactly, ones. exactly. So we'll go with the we'll go with the Ian Eleven. Who have we got in, in between the sticks? Well, this is a difficult one actually because I was a big fan of Ludek Milosko. Yeah, said than done uh, when he was a player, but also when he was uh, co coaching at the club and uh, got to know him a bit there as well. Ludo and fantastic guy. But again, I'm going to have to go back to when I first started following West Ham and Phil Parks. Yeah, because I remember the excitement when he joined us from QPR um, and just what a formidable figure he, he was between the sticks. And there's a great picture of him holding the FA Cup aloft in. Uh, 1980 and I thought yeah that that trophy's in safe hands and um, I never really knew Phil that well when he was playing there but I met him along when Tony Gale introduced me to him at West Ham uh, about a couple of years ago and uh, I shook his hands and the hands were the size of you know and just what a, like a lot of players from that era yeah uh, lovely humble guy um and he would be my number one for sure yeah, exactly. and as you said that it seems that it seems a common trait amongst any of those that era of players how incredibly humble they all are and how it's almost like you know they're revered as these gods uh, you know of anyone who's a claret and fan but they're so humble and so nice yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what i said with bobby moore it's like yeah. the way bobby conducted himself you know you'd, you'd never guess he was the man who did what he did in his career and sure. um yeah, they're all pretty much the, the same. That, that team from the 80s in particular, uh, mm. really good guys. And you still see some of them knocking about the, uh, well, Upton Park and now the London Stadium. And they, they often congregate in the media room. Yep. And it kind of takes me back to my childhood. But I'm almost like, too embarrassed to say anything to them because 
takes you back to being a kid, doesn't it? You don't yeah. want anything. Blimey, you know, what company no, exactly. to be. Yeah, no, totally. Right, so we'll put Parks in between the sticks. Who are we going to have at left back then, Ian? Left back, it was a difficult one for me because I did see a bit of Frank Lampard senior towards the end of his career, yep. but probably not enough to do him justice on what a career he had. Um, I was a big fan of George Paris in that position as well, but I think I've got to go for Dixie yep. because, you know, he epitomised so much about West Ham at the time and a terrific player and competitor. And yeah, it would have to be Julian Dix. Good shout. Okay, so put Dixie left back. And who's going to go on the right back then spot? Right back, I think, again, going back to my younger years and having spent so much time commentating and working in Scotland in my career, I had to have <laughs> at least one Scot, maybe more, in my team. So it'd be Ray Stewart because um, just, just an iconic figure with his penalties, not just his penalties, but yeah, terrific player as well. And another one, a long serving player for West Ham. Exactly. And a very nice guy as well. Yeah, lovely now. guy. Yeah. Okay. So put a couple of couple formidable fullbacks there. <laughs> not bad. Huh? Not bad. Okay. <laughs> he's he's going to go, he's going to go in the centre-back positions. Who are your two centre-backs? Centre-back, I'm going to be a bit, uh, I, I'm going to go with two guys. I mean, obviously there's a lot of choices. There's Rio, there's so many, but I'm going to go with two guys who, again, I, I'm being selfish because I had the privilege to eventually work with on yep. radio and in television. Um, but they're pretty decent players as well. Uh, but two guys I've got to know really well. And again, just fantastic people. It'll be Arvin Martin, another long server, and Tony Gale, Gailey, who I still work with quite regularly. One of the funniest guys I've ever met. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to admit that, sadly. He's just, <laughs> uh, he's just brilliant company. Um, so it'll be Arvin and Gailey. Uh, yeah, and and that completes quite a uh, quite a strong <laughs> quite a strong back four. There's not going to be much change there, are there? That's for sure. And if it all uh, if all kicks off, they're going to all hold their own nicely. <laughs> okay, that's nice. It's nice and strong, right? So who are we going to go? Let's go to midfield. Let's go to left back, uh, left wing rather. Who have we got left wing? Well, I'm going to have to jiggle my midfield round a bit. Fine. So I'm going to pick players who, frankly, could have played anywhere on the pitch, you know, because of their talent and so on. Yeah. Um, so I'll go here with uh, with Alan Devonshire, who, um, who again was another player that I think was so far um, ahead of his time. You know, it was just he was just such a talented player to watch, mm. so comfortable on the ball, and uh, so so many memories of just him seemingly gliding a, across a pitch. Another guy who uh, didn't know that well when I was there because I think he was coming towards the end of his yeah. time but um, as a player. Another player who I met uh, a few years ago and uh, the same as we said earlier, just, just a great bloke and it was, uh, it was good to be in his presence. Although, I, I, you know, I was, again, I, it took me back to being a kid and I was probably mm. mumbling my words to him. But another good guy and an outstanding player. Exactly. And, and as, as someone like one of the previous interviews we had, and he cost five grand. Yeah, what a bargain! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, I mean, if you look at football throughout all time, that has got to be one. Exactly. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can barely get a second-hand Fiesta for that now, so that's not too bad. <laughs> right. So we'll put Dev on the left. Who's going to go on the right then, Ian? Well, I'm going to have to squeeze Paolo Di Canio in here, which will become apparent when uh, when I pick me front two. Yeah. But um, obviously, another guy who could play anywhere he wanted to, and probably did most of the time. <laughs> But just had such an impact at West Ham, you know, amazing player to watch. Uh, you know, the fans loved him, vice versa. And uh, at the time, he was just a, 
a breath of fresh air. Uh, he never quite knew what was coming in many different ways with Paolo, but uh, he was never dull, put it that way. No, exactly, exactly. A lovely guy. And, and, and yeah, people have commented, obviously, at the moment, you know, in the, in the strange world we're living in, he's, he's been posting a few sort of West Ham-related sort of videos, which is, again... Guy loves the club. <laughs> I think one, someone, I think it was, I think it was Nicky from um, West Ham Fan TV said that uh, he interviewed him once, and he was immaculately dressed. And he went, "You're so, you dress so smartly." And he went, "Well, I always dress nicely for my family." And sort of like that's just Paolo, but yeah. And he said, a couple of interviews with him as well, and he was, uh, he was everything you'd expect him to be, and he was, yeah, he was charming. Yeah, and also putting on the right, obviously, you know, you can tell him to go on the right. We'll see what happens, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Paolo, yeah, isn't it? As we say, but I've just got to squeeze him in somewhere. So Exactly. <laughs> okay, so we've got Dev on the left, we have Paolo on the right. Obviously not away games. Away games, we'll have to put someone else in, because he doesn't yeah, he, never so. did away games. So who are you going to go in for, for, for your middle? Who are you going to be happy for your, for your centre midfielders? Central midfielders, well, Billy Bonds would have to be one. Obviously, yeah. he could play at the back as well, but um, I wanted to put Arvin and Gailey in, so... Uh, Billy Bonds in midfield, probably my all-time West Ham hero. Um, he'd be the captain as well, obviously. And uh, another guy that uh, I got to work with on radio and also, in fact, when, when I was working at West Ham in the 80s and he was doing a bit in the, the youth team. And, um, you know, just uh, when he crossed that line as a player, he was something else. But off the pitch, he was totally different, mm. you know, quiet um, and, and such a nice guy. And uh, I never told him that he was my hero growing up. If I had done, he probably guessed it might. If I had done, he'd have been thoroughly embarrassed by it all because he's that sort of guy. Yeah. And I did see him uh, a few years back towards the end of our time at Upton Park, actually. Bumped into him and uh, not changed one bit and still looking as fit as a fiddle then. So uh, it would have to be, you know, for me, the iconic player of my time watching West Ham, Billy Bonds. That's great. And who's going to partner Billy in the middle then? Yeah. Oh, this was a tough one because there's a lot of choices. Um, you know, I saw a bit of Trevor Brooking towards the end of his yeah. career, but not enough to probably include him. You've got Joe Cole, uh, really enjoyed watching Scott Parker, Frank Lampard Jr., you know, um, quite enjoyed watching Liam Brady and his time at the club, Michael Carrick when he first came on the scene. Remember when Joe Cole came through and and the people behind the scenes were saying, hey, we, we, we have somebody who might actually be better than him in, in Michael Carrick. And mm. Obviously, he went on to have a fantastic career at, at Manchester United. Um, but I'm going to go for uh, a modern player because I think in this day and age, to last in the first team for as long as he has... Uh, oh, I think we've lost you there, Ian. Over the years. So I'd have to go for, for Mark Noble. Mark Noble, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and you just know with, with Nobs that if he wasn't playing on the pitch, he'd be sat in the stand cheering everyone on. Exactly. And, and I, I think this another interview I had with someone, we were talking about sort of his renaissance in the last couple of years. Um, you know, I think there was a period where he was maybe two, three seasons ago playing 60 minutes and then going yep. off. And now yep. he's 90 minutes, fit as a fiddle, yep. you know, and it's, it's incredible. Um, this sort of renaissance in the last couple of years of him. Yeah, I think um, a few people thought his, 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 the game was up for him yeah. uh, at that time. Um, um, but, you know, like I say, he's a guy who obviously looks after himself, speaks very well, mm. um, just West Ham through and through. And yeah, he's been a, a key figure for so many years now. 
exactly. So we've got we've got a nice blend in the midfield here, and we've got some skill with Paolo. You can drift. We've got we've got Devs, obviously silkiness and his, his pace, and then we've got sort of Nobs and Bonds to sort of protect that. Yeah. Exactly, and that, again, if it all kicks off, Billy and Billy and Mark will be put a boot in as well. And Paolo, God knows what would happen. Yeah, Paolo. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. So, who are we going to go for up front, then, Ian? Well, up front, I'm going to go with the magnificent partnership that was Cotty and McAvenny yep. because they propelled us so close to winning the league in the good year, mm-hmm. uh, '85, '86, and and um, just. The, the two of them were unplayable yeah. uh, that season. And uh, Tony Cotty, another one who remember watching his debut, um, who I got to work with uh, on uh, with Sky. And uh, Frank McAvenny, who um, I see quite a bit in Glasgow, usually in the local Curry House, actually, because uh, uh, he lives about there now. Um, but just that partnership and that season, for that alone, those two were just unreal. And... Um, an absolute joy to watch. We should have won the league, but hey, yeah. you know, we came close. Ne- nearly. And there, there's, there's plenty of characters in that team, that's for sure. The team morale, <laughs> the team morale will be interesting. The Christmas parties will be interesting. That's hey, well, the dressing room will be interesting and all, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we've got Parks in goal. We've got Julian, Tony Gale and Alvin in the centres and Ray Stewart on the right back position. We've got midfield. We've got Dev on the left, Palo on the right, Bonzi, and Mark in the middle. And then we've got TC and Macca up front. That's a strong team, in. I don't mind that team. I like the look of it. No, it sounds really good. <laughs> team Ian, of leaders as well. Team of leaders. There's a lot of leaders. There's a lot of leaders. Yeah. We've got how many, and probably, I, I can't calculate it, but how many, um, how many hammer the years as well in there? There's a, a yeah, few in there, that's for sure. That's for almost, sure. Almost everyone, yeah. Yeah, pretty much, I reckon. Yeah, looking at it. Um, Ian, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate you. You're very busy. And um, I hope everyone's enjoyed listening to Ian's 11 and the the stories, um, particularly around sort of, uh, around this. Obviously, as we mentioned before we recorded, obviously Ian started his sort of West Ham announcing career in 86, the year after we were good. (laughs) So just missed out, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, still happy memories of that time, many happy memories of a special club and special people who not only supported the club but who worked there as well. I mean, when I go back uh, to London, London Stadium now, mm. or Topton Park, the, the same people that were, there's still some people around who worked there then that, that work there now, which you know, not as many obviously, but no. that kind of sums up the club as well. But it's still. There's still a nice, a nice sort of thread of people that that have been there ever since. I've, I mean, I've, this is my 18th season, really. Uh, well, if if we have the season, it will be my 18th season if it's included. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's still a, a, a nice stream, and I and I still see a lot of people on the train. A lot of the, the old stadium managers and stuff. Obviously, they they live around the area, and so it's um, yeah, it's it's lovely to sort of bump into people and a lot of people. I, I see a lot of people while I was waiting to get onto those trains after the game because it can take a while, can't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm lucky. I, I I get there very early and leave very late, so I don't, don't tend to, to get. That's the way to do it. To do it. To Hang it. about. Yeah, yeah. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you for everyone to for watching as well. Obviously, like, subscribe, share, watch all the others. We're going to have hundreds more coming on soon. But uh, thank you very much and stay safe, safe everyone. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.